different points of view and highs and lows a new perspective everywhere you go open up your mind drown out the noise and see if this connected and see if this What's up, fam? Welcome to This Connected. I'm Catholic.Dad. Today, we will be talking about different situations and point of views about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but definitely be listened to. This, of course, is from my perspective and those of my guests. Welcome to This Connected podcast. You know, today I want to welcome to the podcast some guests from halfway around the world, from Athens, Greece. Yes, welcome to the podcast, everyone. You guys can introduce yourselves and tell us a little about something about you because people from over here, although you look like you're from over here, absolutely do not know who you are. So let's start from the top. Ivy, tell us about yourself and how did you end up in this room? Okay, so hello, guys. I am Ivy. I'm Ivy. Uh, okay, I live in Greece, as you all know. No, you don't know. I mean, I live in Athens. So, um, okay, so I'm 19 years old. I'm currently at senior high, yes. And I've learned about this podcast through Arnel because we, I communicated with him through the Zoom around with Mary. I got to know about him through there. And therefore, I encouraged my youth members as well to join here because I believe it's an, it is an amazing opportunity to get to share I think, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Hey, Mark, share us uh, that, you know, share us about you because you're representing. Yep. Uh, so, I'm Mark Jalfarol. Um, I'm 19, I'm 18 years old. And um, I got one more year to go to college. And I decided to go, I decided to go to, to join my youth by... Because I was going, oh. I was taking uh, catechism. Hi, guys. So my name is um, Danica, Maria Danica. Um, I'm 19 years old. I'm currently studying, I'm in my first year college studying business. And I've joined this youth because, uh, I don't know if I have told you this, we, we have a... Um, a catechism building, I don't know how to call it. And uh, yeah, we begin, we, we started there as uh, kids. And after having the communion and first and confirmation, we go, we joined VMY. And yeah, that's for me. All right, who wants to share next? Hi, uh, my name is Anthony. I'm 18 years old and I'm in my last year of high school. Currently so anxious for college, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I'm born and raised in Athens, Greece. I'm 100% Filipino, as you can see. <laughs> and, <laughs> the brown. 
and what else? Yeah, you can see it here in the nose. It's all in the nose. <laughs> right. I'm Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've been in VMI for five years or so. And yeah, I just want to share a little about VMI. VMI has been around for 10 years, going 11 years. And yeah, it's just a bunch of Filipino kids um, just sharing their faith with uh, with God and like growing as a community to and we have uh, Saint Vincent de Paul as our as our role model mm-hmm. and yeah so uh, so me. you said yeah. it started like a long time ago it's like probably way way early it's like how how did that start like did, like Filipinos just got together and said hey you know what got a bunch of kids that's uh let's put something together yeah, I think we have we have Ate Catherine over there. She's like the the Ate of the group. Ooh, Ate Catherine got thrown under the bus. <laughs> she's like we're all leaders, but like she's like the leader leader, you know? It's like Catherine is like we're all leaders, but I say what we're going to do. Yeah, she's catholic dot mom. Oh man. Yeah. She, you, you didn't just yeah. get thrown under the bus. He rolled the bus <laughs> on you. So share with us, Catherine, how, how, how I think it'd be better for like Catholic.aunt. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, my name is Catherine. I'm probably the oldest in this group right now. I'm 22. I'm in my senior year of uh, college in university. So like the majority of us, we were born and raised here with uh, some exceptions. So we obviously speak Greek, we also speak English, and then we also speak Tagalog from our households. And uh, thankfully, the Greek system offers German or uh, French in somewhere in between your school years. So we also have a little um, knowledge of that. Um, so regarding our youth, basically, so the Filipino diaspora is very big. So there are a lot of Filipino communities <clears throat> worldwide and Filipinos are known to be Catholic. So Greece is a Christian country, but it's mostly Orthodox. So there's a very small percentage of Catholics uh, in Greece, but this started way before I was even born, like the 1990s. So our parents, would gather around with uh, with their peers. And uh, next thing you know, we have uh, nuns and priests sent here, Filipino nuns and priests sent here from the Philippines to continue the mission and provide uh, a way for the Filipinos here to uh, practice their faith. And so gradually it started growing and growing. Catechism was built. Um, we all went through the catechism and the youth group started 11 years ago, almost when I, I finished my confirmation. So I was, I, I had the chance to become one of the first members, but one of but what's very surprising is like time passes by so fast. The other members I've had are now parents. Some of them have left for different countries. They have their own families. So I feel like, you know, like, the mission comes and goes like I will fulfill mine then I have to hand it over to you that's how it feels like so I feel like the youth right now we're being tested regarding our faith if we can you know still continue the mission during this time because we we have this virus going on and we also had a little mishap we actually lost our 
the head of our community, the nun, she died right when the quarantine started. Oh. That was very upsetting, but we're not <clears throat> backing up. We're still standing strong and we're still we're still uh, getting to know more people around the world. Even though we're locked in, we are worldwide. So <laughs> that's just what I wanted to share. That's a beautiful story because, uh, you know, it's, as you said, it's missionary discipleship. You plant seeds, you water it, you know, you allow people to have that encounter. You accompany them and then you move on just like your friends have moved on. They've had kids and they're probably planting seeds elsewhere because you've already raised these guys to be able to to take on leadership. I, I do agree with you. If, if, if a lot of people don't move on, um, you know, you have leaders who've been leaders for like 30 years, 20 years, and they never move on. And you wonder why that ministry never grows. Well, it's because they never moved on. Uh, you know, I, I've seen ministries before, I'm sure that you see it, where, you know, they're still doing things from the 70s. Um, says, move on, let someone new take ownership, right? So you, you said, Catherine, you, you said something with regards to, which resonated with me, is that you speak Greek, you obviously speak English, and you speak Tagalog in the, you know, because, you know, you're, you're Filipinos. And that in the United States is very rare for Filipinos, is they speak English, and they no longer speak Tagalog because they don't. Uh, I was raised by my mom, who said in Filipino, a person who does not know how to speak their own tongue is smellier than a, a stinky fish. Um, I think it's better said in Filipino, ang hindi marunong ng sariling wika. Eh, mas, mas, mas mabaw pa sa malansang isda, or something like that. But my mom raised me on these proverbs, and she said, if you don't know your own, when, when you know more than one language, you get to speak to twice as many people. And so, uh, I'm glad you guys are speaking like two, three, four, five languages. But, um, I'm glad you're keeping that, because my mom used to almost hit us if we didn't speak Tagalog in the house. Um, and then she would force us to speak English outside of the house. <laughs> it's actually also, the youth is also a good, uh, it's a weird situation because we all obviously are Filipinos, but we also have different backgrounds that we were raised. Some of us are more fluent in Greek. Some of us are more fluent in Tagalog. So when we gather around and we all share, we usually translate for each other because like, at least that won't stop us from sharing. Like, if you don't understand, if you can't express what you want in Tagalog, say in Greek, and one of us will explain it in the way that the rest of the group understands. True bilingualism. And, and you know, <laughs> I love to hear that because that is exactly what we have with regards to Pastoral Juvenil with our Spanish community, is that there needs to be a translation. Because language is important. You know, our faith and, and language is important. It's part and partial of how we how we praise, how we worship. And so I'm glad you guys are really doing that. Now, you, so most of you guys are going to college, you know, Anthony's going to college, he's all excited, stepping out, uh, going out there, living his, his real life. Uh, best life ever, right, Anthony? So what college do you guys go to? Um, I'm thinking of going to an American college, same as at the Catherine over there. What's, what's that mean, have, an American college? It's, an Amer it's an, the American College of Greece. Uh, 
So yeah, you, we have a lo- bunch of those here. Yeah, you have to explain that to our listeners who are mainly from America, who look like an American college. <laughs> what is that? Uh, okay, because uh, Greece usually um, they put more higher importance on public education. So public schools here are free. Public unis, public high school, everything is free. But sometimes, depending on what you want to achieve, the educational system is not really um, that helpful for every person's needs. So some of us uh, have a better chance of maybe succeeding at a private school. And most private schools here are English ones, like the American College of Greece. We have a bunch of, uh, we have the New York College. They're mostly, uh, they're taught in English with English courses. Usually the professors are uh, have a degree from the States or came from the States. And uh, the diplomas are accredited across the world. So, cause sometimes, you know, cause um, mostly about the language. Personally, I can, I excel more in the English language rather than I'd excel in Greek. But I don't have a problem communicating, but if it were to be for academic, I'd prefer to have it in English. So that I think applies for a bunch of us because we're all like a third generation immigrants. So it's a little difficult to find whether you fit in or not. So thankfully for, thankfully for this variety of education, we all can find which one suits the best for us. That is so cool. So um, someone else answered this. Um, you know, you guys obviously are Filipinos and you obviously will have Filipino moms. Um, and your Filipino moms, are they also the same with regards to over here? They're really pushy with regards to, ay nako, you have to get an education. Says, if you don't get an education, you're just going to be like me. So make sure you study. Right? Is, is that same thing? Who has that kind of mom? Who has that kind of mom? It's like, right? He'll probably also tell you, it's like, ay, nako, Anthony, magaling, blabae, lagni ka babae. Kasi maitim ka. You'll <laughs> never get married. You're too dark. Right? So typical Greek moms are the same thing as the Filipino-American moms? I think, in general, uh, generally speaking, European people are more laid back like based on experience of you know having european friends and like whenever they come like over they'll be like oh my god my mom's like okay you want to eat this you want to you want to eat you you know they get like culture shock because their moms are like like not i can't say pushy but like good pushy yeah you know like good pushy so yeah it comes with its perks i guess (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I have to. T- I used to have to tell my friends, and now I tell the youth that if you come to my house and my wife offers you food, you better eat it, or you're never going to be invited <laughs> again. That is That's such an true. insult not to eat my food. And so everyone who comes to the house, if my wife says "eat," they're like, "Gotta eat." You gotta yeah. eat. You can't say, "Oh, I just ate." I didn't ask you if you just ate. I'm offering you food. Eat. So Nina, share with us who's that guy next to you. Hi, I'm. Hi. He's my brother. Uh, I'm Magic Asinio. Okay. Oh, hi. It's like she's claiming him as a brother. That's still a good thing. Tell us about what you guys do. 
It's chocolate. Yeah, you're sort of breaking up. Oh, am I? I think it's yeah. just you guys. I think it's you guys. Yeah, I. Uh... Oh yes. Right. Well, let's move on to Maria yeah. then. Because we have a bad Wi-Fi. Okay. Well, how about you, Maria? Share us with Maria. Yes. Tell us about you. Tell us about your perspective. Here's a question I have. What is your perspective? Um, because one of our young men asked me to ask you guys, what is your perspective on America and Americans? Well, to be honest, I haven't really thought about that. But my perspective always have been that America is rich. That's the most I can think of now. Wait till you see our church. <laughs> Let me share with you guys. We we belong to a missionary church. It's literally a warehouse. Twenty um, years ago, we used to worship in a barn, um, and so it's 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 there are wealthy areas in the United States, and there are very poor areas in the United States. There's there's a, a lot of disparity, um, but as my mom would always say, you always have the opportunities, so take it. So if you end up poor and you're like, it's your fault. So that's what drives you, right, Anthony? I'm just gonna pick on Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, so Mark, you know, again, it's it's very much something that's that's uh, that our our young people here in America always feels like um, that that people around the world really don't like Americans. Uh, while living in Athens, Greece, what what do you feel like the people out there, um, their perspective of of America and us Americans over here? Um, I cannot really uh, like I cannot I cannot like um, tell for everyone, but like for me or like my peer or like my group of friends, we 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 would see Americans like. Um, they kind of have, it's like, yeah, the, the, the rich thing that they're richer than us and like that. And the, the, they're kind, they have, like us here, we have the, our, our, culture, our, our culture here. I mean, the Filipino culture, we still have it. It's still strong inside our minds and hearts than in American, like in our kind of age, in our ages. So yeah, like that we have more, our culture is more stronger than yours in in America. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah, that kind of thing. Thank you, Mark. And that's true. You know, we uh, there's a lot. You know, we we have in, in America for Filipinos, we have this thing called the Filipino Ministry, and and that started way way back. I think in the 40s and the 50s when Filipino families started coming over here, and because. You know, there was a lot of racism and systemic racism, prejudice. You know, Filipinos wanted to get together because they didn't have their families. So Filipinos would gather together, and they only usually got together so um, uh, during the mass. You know, and so they developed Filipino ministries, which centered on Simbangabi. So, do you guys celebrate Simbangabi? Yeah, we yeah we have that too. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, nine days of insanity. 
Yep. Do you guys celebrate it at night or during the day? I mean, during the morning. Yeah, at nights. At night. Evenings, yeah. Evenings. Same here, because there are people who still do it at like 5 a.m. in the morning. It's insane. Um, so, George. George, who came in late. Hello. George, share us your perspective. What, what makes George tick? George, you got to speak because you can't chat. Excuse me. Excuse me. I didn't hear because I'm, I'm actually not in the current room near the nearby the Wi-Fi. So, OK, well, tell us. Tell us about you. Hi. Oh. Oh, OK, so my name is George. Uh, I'm 19 years old. I'm actually I actually graduated high school. So now I'm actually currently uh, doing on job training as an uh, electronic with computers and stuff. Awesome. So basically like uh, about technology advance. In now. Okay, you're, you're cracking up. But uh, Dolores, you know, uh, I'm going to pick on, on Dolores. Um, are you also in high school or you're graduated <laughs> outside of high school? Excuse me? Are you, what, what grade are you in? Oh, I have finished, I have finished school. I have graduated uh, college. Now I'm working. So I'm 22, by the way. Um, I have studied two courses, uh, one for culinary chef, and the other one is a uh, physical therapist as an assistant, actually, not a doctor, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. So how's, how's work over there? Is, is, it, is there a lot of work? Um, is there not enough work? Uh, what type of work is needed? And what do you do, you know, as second, third generation Greeks? You know, um, well, how, well, lovely, since I haven't picked on lovely. What, what is life like in yeah. Athens? We always see, like, we, we, here in America, we, we see Athens as, like, we see, we see the big, huge Greek gods and, and temples yeah. and things like that. And, and we're, we're always seeing, like, images of Greece. It's like, oh, man, that's beautiful over there. Look at those places. Um, it must be so clean. So tell us, what's life like in, in Athens? Is it like what we see in the pictures and in the movies? I think most pictures that you see are the islands in Greece, which, in fact, they are very beautiful. They're, they're beautiful islands. But, like, if you stay in center in Athens, it's not that wow, but it is wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you will see the Acropolis. You will see... You will see a lot of places to sit down for coffee because here in Greece, coffee is like the number one thing. Mm. Like in both hands, when you see a Greek person, it's either coffee and cigarette together and that's their culture. And like Greece is a very, is a very beautiful place, but like in center, you don't, in, in the center, you don't stay here for long. You know, it's like a tourist guy. You don't stay here long. You stay here for three days in the center, and then you go to the island. That's it. Oh. So, Maria, Maria Danica, tell us, yes. you know, what's, what's your favorite thing with regards to um, 
being in Greece, being being a Greek? Uh, for me, because yeah, I talk, I met a lot of people. <clears throat> like sometimes I get to talk with strangers. There's one time that I talked to a lady. She's from London, and she we start. She she's from Greece, but she she lived her life in London, and she started telling me that. Uh, Greece is the best place to live in, Athens, most especially. And I couldn't see that because I was born and raised here. So, like, everything for me is um, normal, nothing, like, okay. And she told me that, you know, in other countries, you can't be as free as you are here. And so maybe that's what I like most, cause, and also because I get to have a lot of friends from different countries. And I can say that. Greeks are really open-minded. I mean, I also have Filipino friends that kind of have their own brains. And yeah, that's the nice thing of living in Greece that you get to see a lot of perspectives and you learn from a lot of people. That is so cool. So somebody else answer this because this is, you know, I'm Catholic.dad. It's a Catholic podcast show. So how hard is it... um, to live out your faith, your religion faithfully, you know, is it is it hard for you um, to to be faithful to your faith when everyone in the world is doing something that is not very Catholic? Or um, is that something as an issue where somebody in, in your faith group um, is is going to Mass and, and living this way, but in real life they're living a different way. How, how is it? Is it hard for you to fit in because you guys are part of a youth group? Um, or is that everybody... Let, let me put it this way. In America, there's so many faiths, there's, and, and nobody wants to infringe on anybody else's faith. But you guys said that you know, mainly the people over there are Eastern Orthodox. So how does it feel to be a minority religion? Because in the United States, we're a majority religion. How does it feel to be a minority religion? Is, is there persecution? Is there challenges? Are, are people like saying, we're better than you, we're better than you, or you should be this? Yeah. I think there's yeah. not, not much challenges in to like, to live out our faith here because wherever you look like in every like let's say in every street there's like a church where anyone is welcome to go in and i believe that what makes a church is the people that go in not the building itself mm-hmm. so yeah wherever you go there's a church and like um but like one disadvantage is like christian orthodox sometimes are like a week behind some like some activities let's say we we had Easter one week after the whole world had it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Maybe that's like a small disadvantage, but generally speaking, everything is very, everyone is very open. And we actually have like gatherings with other Greek Catholics every year. Like we go, let's say on an Island together and like live out our faith together, you know, share our experiences as, as Catholics in different parts of Greece, not only in Athens. So yeah, generally it's really easy and it's, I think it's a really nice place to live out as a Catholic person. Thank you, Anthony. Um, Catherine, 
since you're the, the, the tita of the room. Um, so, and, and living a little bit longer than everybody else, have you experienced any racism or some of that uh, in Greece from Greeks or from other cultures being Filipino? And how is that? And has anybody ever felt that? Has anybody ever experienced that? Yeah, multiple times actually, but nothing, nothing big, tremendous. It's just really like silly or dumb that I was able, at least thankfully for my situation, I was able to let it slide. But I remember vividly, uh, we, I once went to an island, Syros. It's one of the Catholic islands in Greece because Greece has a few Catholic islands that are. So that's, let's say if you find Catholic people, they mostly probably came from those specified islands. Mm. And we were there on the beach with some of the older youth group members back then. And we got called Chinese. They were like, oh, Chinese people in the house. And we were all tan. We were all not really fitting the Chinese description. And, and it was just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> that was just like in my head, in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, and what's new? But uh, regarding my uh, the way I exercise my faith, here mostly the Orthodox people, the devout ones, are going to be the grandmothers, the grandmothers and the grandfathers. It's very rare to find youngsters Orthodox going to church. You'd only find little kids who are brought by their parents, but... I personally haven't seen anyone step into church unless, you know, it's because sometimes the school brings the whole, the school usually brings the kids to church once a year. But apart from that, it's really hard to find Greek uh, Orthodox youths that are devout. So what's weird is when we as a Catholics, we, you know, we hang out with our Greek friends and we describe them, oh, I have a youth group every Sunday. They have a little, what's that? Why do you go there? What do you mean? That's the only thing that's like, oh my God, should I, should I not be talking about this? Like, am I allowed to share this with you? Are you going to judge me? So that, like, I have always a little caution when sharing about that part of my life. I'm a little cautious about that. Who else wants to share any time that they've been <clears throat> outed or, you know, have experienced racism in Greece? I got it. Uh, I have something uh, like... Since the coronavirus like started from China, like whatever, like if I go out with my friends or something and we have masks and like safety precautions and like that, um, they tend to like go away from us, like cough for them to have fun. Like <coughs> you're guys from China, Wuhan, like that. And you guys should go away from us and like that. So yeah, that's, that's what I like experience like almost in a daily basis, like people judging from from the virus because I'm Asian and yeah that so do you see that a lot that um, it's kind of people automatically identify all Asians as Chinese yeah, yeah. yes yeah it's, it's, uh, that's how I grew up um, I was I was in the United States when we came we, we were orientals and then we became then we became Asians, and then we became, because we were Filipinos, we became Pacific Islanders. My favorite classification, by the way. I love being a Pacific Islander. And then they switched that back to, um, I forget what it was, um, but now we're just back to Filipino. 
Or you can also choose to be Ilocano. <laughs> so yeah, it's like everybody here always sees that, you know, oh, you're must, you're, you know, you must be Chinese. It's like, no, I'm too dark. And then they say, oh, you're Indonesian. No. So what else? How about, in, how about going to school? I mean, what, did you go to predominantly schools where a lot of Filipinos were? And, and here's the thing. Do Filipinos like kind of live all close to each other or are you guys like dispersed? Lovely. Me personally, in my area, there are a lot of Filipinos. Like my ninang lives next door. I have two ninangs that lives next door, and all of that. And you mentioned about school. Uh, in my school, uh, I have a lot of Filipinos, so I didn't really have problem, you know, being different by the by my other classmates. Even though I had Albanians or Greek or Bulgarians, it was a very diverse um, public school because. I, as I told you, in my area, I had a lot of Filipinos. So, and it was just one school that is next to my area that all Filipinos can go. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's why I didn't have a problem. I don't know about the others though, because we have different. Because some maybe have some may have like more white people than Filipinos, but like for me, I had more Filipinos than white people. There. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my, my experience was that I, I grew up predominantly with white people because I remember telling you guys that my mom dragged us into white neighborhoods. So for the longest time until I went to the Philippines, I actually thought I was white. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a funny story. You know, I went to the Philippines to study there when I was 18, and I got out of the airplane, and I looked at the sea of brown people, all the same height, all black hair, and I said, oh, my God, they all look alike. How am I going to tell them apart? And then I looked at myself and I said, in a nice word, I said, oh, crap, I look just like them. And um, and one of the most beautiful things, I think, was that was the best gift my mom ever gave me was sending me back to go to school and experience the Philippines because that's where I fell in love with who I am as a brown-skinned Filipino who was never going to be completely a white American because I'll never be a white American, but I am American. Um, and I felt so comfortable in my skin there. I was never picked on. Um, and everybody accepted me for being Filipino because everyone was Filipino. Actually, I didn't want to come back to America. I actually wanted to stay in the Philippines. I felt so at home in the Philippines. I was so in love with the, with the country. Um, that I didn't want to come back. My mom made me come back. Um, uh, so, um, so yeah, that's that's my story. And so, uh, Catherine, you, you shared that you know the whole Filipino diaspora. Uh, I think this is the thing that most people who aren't Filipino don't understand with regards to the Filipino diaspora. That there are Filipinos literally all over the world. Um, yeah. That we have immigrated. It's it's all over the world. If if it's not Chinese people who are all over the world, it's Filipinos. We just Filipino. look Chinese. So so share us with regards to the Philippine diaspora in Europe. Um, when when you guys go around in Europe, 
you see other Filipinos, um, do you guys like greet each other? And because here in the United States, it's different. There are certain states that have less Filipinos where the Filipinos are really friendly with each other. And then you have places like Los Angeles where there's a lot of Filipinos and Filipinos are kind of like really snobby towards each other. So do Filip- I mean, are there are there class distinctions with Filipinos? Oh, you're from Greece. Oh, we're from Italy. Oh, Tagalondon kami. Uh, yes. Is that? Because we I Filipinos, it has we're, to do we're, with we're the economy of each country. Uh-huh. Like they all trying to outflex each other. Because I had this experience where so there's a Jollibee in Milan. So I was able to visit Jollibee with Ivy this Christmas in Milan. And I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, Filipinos everywhere. They had Filipino waiters. The way they were serving was very like the Philippine style. And so I was like, oh my God, this feels like home. Up until the moment you actually look closer, everyone is just trying to look like on a higher level than each other. Like if they have their phones or goods, they're trying to like show it off. Mm-hmm. or they try to flex their English accent or they speak the language from where they come from. And I was just like, but we're in the back of my head, I'm like, but we're all just one. Why do we have to be doing this? Even inside a Jollibee, which I think is the most Filipino thing ever. But there are also obviously uh, certain um, different occasions. Like I got lost one time in Belgium and a Filipino tita who was probably working there was the one who helped me find my way back home. So, I mean, there can be exceptions. <laughs> we as, as a people definitely are very helpful um, when we are in need. But when we are not in need, we definitely misbehave differently. Um, I have to share with you guys that, that young people like you guys, the first, the second, the third generation of Filipinos who are living in different countries, you guys are the ones who are making the change. Um, you know, as you know, in the Philippines, when you're from this province or you're from that province or you're from this section of the, the country, people treat each other differently. But when, when people like us, I mean, I'm, I'm a little older than you guys, but we don't take that to our adopted countries because we're all just, you guys are all just Greeks. We are all just Americans. And we really didn't know that there was racial, there was prejudices in the Philippines of, of, from different provinces. So again, as I have to say is, it's up to you to make that change. It's up to you to make that difference. And it's really up to you to do that correcting of all your elders and say, we can't do that. They're not that bad. Um, and so that we don't continue to project that attitude. But the wonderful thing about Greeks that I've read, which also matches with regards to Filipinos, is the hospitality. How is that? Do you guys get a double dose of hospitality? Right? So, so what, what's your favorite things about, about Greece? The food. The food. Baklava? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that Greek? <laughs> I mean, it's Greek, yeah. but like Turkish people claim it or so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what else? Is, so the food is really good. And the pretty people. All right, Anthony. It's a Catholic show. <laughs> it's a Catholic <laughs> okay. show. Okay, sorry. Wrong podcast. 
What else? Simon, the pretty food and the delicious Kairos, people. Have you heard of that? Kairos? Yeah. I mean, they say they say it, it's souvlaki in Greek, but I don't know. They 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 pronounce it as gyros, which is not like that. Gyros, yeah. Gyros. No, I actually joke those people because usually those who have an accent tend to read it as gyros, but it's not gyros, it's gyros. So, gyros. Yeah. All right, so I've been corrected. We do have a place over there in the next city. I do call it heroes. <laughs> gyros. 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 <laughs> so, okay. So I'm just going to say it's souvlaki. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, oh, you must be and Greek. You sound cooler that way. Yeah. <laughs> say yeah i learned that from anthony oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so do you guys want to have a message or anything to our listeners um here in america uh, a message from greece that you want to share with them of something that connects us oh we never talked about zoom around the world and and there was there was one we were cracking up because you guys had to come and join us Zoom around the world the first time. It was like 6 a.m. in the morning over there. And there were some of you that were like dying. There's this picture. I don't know who that was, but she was like dying. She was like this in the, in the, in the video. She was like, <laughs> who was that? Was that you, Catherine? <laughs> I hope not. Was it Dolores? Dolores, was that you? You were like dying. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> it was hilarious. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's like, it was so early. But that was the reason why we moved the second one to a Saturday. So we're switching off so that we would be dying. Uh, so so at, the, at the end of every podcast, you know, this is a surprise for you, but we always ask this to our guests. And so if you want it, if you want, you could answer this if you want to, but someone who's comfortable with answering, some of you guys who are answering, you know, I always tell my students, I always tell my cat, my, my confirmants and people in our youth group that all, our entire goal in life is to get to heaven, right? That's our entire goal. You only have two options. You either go to heaven or you go to that other place that we won't talk about called hell. Right. So there's only two options for us. So in order to get to that place of heaven, you have to become a what? A good person. And that good person is called a what? A saint. So you have to become a saint. So there's going to be a saint, lovely and Karabidis one day. And what people are going to say is to, you know, if they're going to pray to Saint Anthony Carbonel, what would be his patronage? Yeah, what would be his patronage? And so here's the last question. When you become a saint, what would you be the patron saint of? An additional question only for Anthony, what would your statue look like? So. That's like a, that's the really smart question. Isn't it? I, I love of that question. Yeah. yeah. Props. Oh my gosh. How about like the patron saint of like Filipino immigrants? I think we have one though. Do we? Oh. 
Do we? Maybe not. We only That's have two Filipino saints. But Filipino yeah. immigrants. All right. So why? Why why would you be the patron saint? Yeah, you know, I'm going to be praying. I'm an immigrant. Yeah, I'm going to be praying, <laughs> you know, Saint Anthony, patron saint of Filipino immigrants. Yeah. Cuz I feel like I'm one of the epitomes of like a Filipino immigrant living out their faith in a very foreign country with foreign beliefs and like yeah i hope like one day like i i do something like i don't know like big in order to unite all filipinos around the world with our faith and yeah one of this like one of those steps is being through here through connection with the zoom around the world and stuff awesome so what would your statue look like like I don't know, like my my butt out or something. I don't know. Nah, I, I got it. I got it. You're gonna be that that statue. You're gonna be in the corner of the church. Yeah. And it's gonna be yeah. you pushing two balikbayan boxes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh not, God. Yeah. Not not suitcases because those are the Italian Filipinos. You know, wearing the. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. They're, they're carrying like, the suitcase. I'm packing spam. spam. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's like spam yeah. is popping out, and you know you. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. And like soaps and lotions, yeah, definitely. So you you got to draw that, and so I can post it. Maybe we'll make that as our thumbnail for this. You know, Saint Anthony, patron saint of Filipino immigrants. His statue looks like he's pushing or sitting on top of two Filipino balikbayan boxes. Yeah. <laughs> With a bunch of pasalubongs. <laughs> exactly. And it's all overweight too. <laughs> That's true. So who else? Who 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 has an idea what what their patrons? What would they be? They be the patron saint of. Everyone's super cautious, like I don't know what I'm going to be the patron saint of. Mark's over there going, I don't know. I'm not that saintly. It's like Ivy's like, I hope he doesn't call on me. And Catherine's like, I'm going to be the patron saint of youth ministry, titas. And then Nia and her brother, they're going to be the patron saint of bad Wi-Fi. George is just confused. George is like, it's 5 p.m. over here, and I didn't brush my hair. Patron saint of bad hair days. I'm just picking on you, George. It's a Filipino thing. That's why I shave my hair. So who else? Mark is a patron saint of wearing t-shirts, repping, but never speaks. <laughs> no, I'd be, I'd be like um, Mission Impossible, like the Filipino Tom, Tom Cruise. and <laughs> I don't know. He's delirious. <laughs> Filipino Tom. Insane. <laughs> Anybody else want to give it a try? Yeah. Ivy, what you, would you be the patron saint of? Okay, so... Um, yeah, I've never thought about it. Like, wow. You've got to okay, think about so this think... thing. It's called goal setting. Well, 
All right, so that's homework for the rest of you. That um, probably at the end of Zoom around the world um, with Mary, we're, we're probably going to ask that. What would you be the patron saint of? Because I think it's really important of what your charism is, how people perceive you, how people see you, is what you're going to be living your life as a saint. Because right here in this word, we are already living, we're supposed to be living as a saint. We're supposed to be what we call kingdom living. So if we're not living a saintly life, then we'll definitely not get to the next level up and be actual saints with a capital S. So uh, we have our patron saint with us today, St. Anthony Carbonell, patron saint of Filipino immigrants with at least two overweight Filipino boxes uh, with spam and lotions. <laughs> And towels. Don't forget the towels. Um, so, oh, and there's there's Catherine's mom. That's so cute. We gotta have the the the, the moms come into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It, it's always cute because the moms are always coming into the room. Say, ano bayan? Anong kinagawa niyo? Right? Am I right? It's Mother's Day, by the way. It's Mother's Day. You <laughs> Happy guys Mother's go. Day. Yes, happy. Thank you. <laughs> There's the Mother's Day greetings. Thank you. Dapat lang. Right? So, so do you guys have anything else to add? You're pointing at Dolores. I don't know. Or you're pointing at your mom. It's probably saying, Anthony, anong ginagawa mo? She just came in, but you guys didn't catch her. I, I pulled her away very fast. Yeah. This, this is like the typical young person's life in Greece and America and the real world. All over the world. Their moms are always peeking in. Like their dads never find, you know, they never look. But the moms are always like, why is the door closed? Right? Why are you close the door? What are you doing? Right? So that's so true. So I'm going to close this off and we could talk about this so much more. That's all we have um, in this episode. I think we're on episode 40 or 41. I don't know anymore. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to This Connected on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast platform. Email us your comments and questions to catholic.dad50 at gmail.com or follow us and send us a DM on our Instagram at catholic.dad. You can also support this podcast by making an online donation to stmarys.wesharonline.org. Please note on the comment that your donation is to support the youth. Just make a note that it's for this connected. Also, remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, be blessed and be third. So let's hear that. Say, be third. One, two, three. Be, be, be third. third. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind. Drown out the noise. See if this connected and see if this connected be blessed. You know it's a capital B. 
and a cop will be blessed, not a lowercase b. So, George, the way that it goes is that you already are blessed. So you have to live like you are blessed. Christ died for you. You're saved and salvation, but we have to continue to work on that. So understanding to live as being blessed, understanding that there is a kingdom, heaven, and it is right here, right now. We are kingdom living. Be third, Jesus first, others second, and then you third. So living a life of joy, the spells J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and then you third. So if you want to live a life of joy, you have to be third. So that's the whole story of that. You have to be third. Right? See? Anthony over there clapping. You know, he's being brown. Got that nose going. So, Anthony, I think you should be my co-host. My Greek co-host one day. He's got the action. I should. I should. It's like our international disconnected. Yes. Yes. So did you guys understand the be blessed, be third? Yes. So that's, You're like really smart. No, that's called... <laughs> let me share with you what my mom would say. My inai would say, Tanga, hindi yan ka, hindi yan, hindi yan smart. Wisdom yan, wisdom. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. So, oh, I never asked this. Phil... Most favorite Filipino proverbs that your mom has ever told you? Do you guys know any of them? Here's what my mom, here's what my mom raised me with. Because we, we grew up in the, in the United States. And she sent me back to the Philippines when I was 18. Because she said, I went wrong. She said, she went wrong. She said, she taught me so much on how to be American that I forgot how to be Filipino. So she said, she also used to say this. She would say, Ang hindi marunong lumingon sa pinanggalingan ay hindi makakarating sa paroroonan. Which, when I was 18, I was like, what kind of bull is my mom preaching now? So, so I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And so... I, I preach that all the time. If you cannot look back to where you came from, whether you were born in Greece, your parents came from somewhere, and you are where you're at because they wanted a better place for you and a better life. And here's where it's lost in the second and third and fourth generation of immigrants. We forget where we come from, and we fail at our parents' goal. My mom used to always say, I don't want to be in America. I want to be in the Philippines because that's where I feel at home. But the opportunities for you is in this country. So take advantage of it. And, um, and then my mom would say, Don't shame me. So that's basically it. That's how I live my life. Don't be shaming the family. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. 
The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.